Attention passengers, this is your stewardess Iris Chacon on flight 560. We will be reaching our destination point of San Juan, Puerto Rico within the next five minutes. Please fasten your seatbelts and have your seats in an upright position. Thank you for flying, Air Goya. Part number, how many times have you ran back the Chambaya entrance? I'm, I'm up to about three or four rewatches of Bad Bunny's entrance, but I'm about five to six rewatches into Carlito's entrance. Easily. That, that had to be insanely... I, I'm thinking about deafening things that I've been a part of as we have enjoyed a lot more wrestling events uh, throughout the past couple of years, you and I. Right. I would like to think if I was there in Puerto Rico to hear that Carlito return, that would be probably one of the more deafening experiences. I'd have to say if if we were in the building, probably one of the loudest pops we ever heard, like period in person. I mean, it was on TV for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was an all timer. Um, The Savio Vega backstage pop was crazy. And so was the one when he ran into the match with Bad Money and Priest. So. Hats off to 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 H and the whole staff, man. They killed it once again last night on Backlash or, you know, the Backlash event on Saturday was fire. Niggas was hating. Ooh, I seen them crowd noise tweets. Ooh, don't show the cap. It's showing. I know. Don't make it visible. It's ridiculous, man. You don't see the actual people making noise. You don't see the fucking babies <laughs> in the air, the hands up here. Like, are you kidding me? Are you Are you stupid? That's why people started had to do the, uh, hey, guys, I know Champagne was hot on TV, but look at how it was in the arena. And I'm just like, yeah, please show it to him. Please, please. 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 Pull the tapes, fucking Mark. There's more than enough things we're going to have to discredit for the next couple of days. We're not going to mention the shot that had just happened a couple of minutes ago. We're not going to go into further detail of that. We got a lot to talk about this week. You know what? I know it's stressful for you. You know what? We can unpack it because I I will say the game that I watched Sunday, game four. Um, I, I, I'd have to say, man, I was kind of dejected the first time. I was like, oh, yeah, this is just right. You know, pack this shit up, man. And there's nothing more frustrating. I'm going to tell you nothing more frustrating than a fucking comeback. It gets you back into the game, get your hopes up. You go into OT and you fucking blow it when you have so much time with the last position. You have to fucking, you have a whole sitcom worth of time for the last possession to actually come up with something decent. And you do that. Just squandered a great opportunity to fucking Put the dagger in Philadelphia. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you prefer a 30 ball? Do you prefer like a, I'm about to cut the PS5 on and I'll see y'all in two days? Or do you prefer the overtime dagger to the heart like how James Harden has been doing in, in well, not uh, in overtime, but at least in games one and now in games four? The 30 ball is like deflating because like, man, we actually suck at professional basketball. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the deflating loss. That loss, too, is just, if not more equally, I mean, more than deflating than that loss because it's just like, man, we were that close and we had it. We were up. We were back up. We we fucked them over. They were dejected. They were ready to leave early. And then they just took over the game. And, you know, Harden was just playing lights out. So it was just one of those things like, man, that loss fucking sucked. 
Well, I'm hoping for the best for the Boston Celtics. There's more than enough that, well, by the time that you hear us next time, we're going to be in the area of conference finals as we do recut gems each and every other week uh, as our Patreon bonus. So shout out to everybody that is tuning in with us this week. By the time that you hear us next, you will more than likely, if things go well, actually, matter of fact, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I told myself I'm not going to do this. I told myself I'm not going to talk about conference finals too early because there are things that need to be attended to. I'm not going to do it yet. You know what? No. Those Knicks fucking trash, man. <laughs> man. You know what? I got some people. I got some people that are close to me, man, that are Knicks fans. And they are really, really like talking shit. Talking shit at this point where they're like down 2-1. And they got balled up in the last game. So I don't know where this confidence comes. Is it just a New York thing? I guess so. Because it ain't what the product on the floor is giving you that kind. It can't be that. You're getting balled up out here. You won a game without Jimmy Butler, barely. Okay, barely. I'm gonna do this shit talking for Mark because I know you're in the series, and of course, you don't want to jinx anything. You don't want to get too over, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, fuck the Knicks, man. They fucking suck. They fuck. Who wants who wants to play for James Dolan? What Giannis gonna come over there in a couple of years and play? Really? Gian, Giannis has more than enough to worry about throughout these next couple of days. Come on, man. Throughout these next couple of weeks, throughout this summer, and you know what? I'm going to leave them alone. I'm going to leave the Milwaukee Bucks alone. I'm on page four or page five of my dissertation just in case I have to use it. Just in case I have to use it. I'm leaving it alone. I have found power in my silence watching this series. So I'm going to leave it alone and I'm only going to use it if necessary. I will break the glass if necessary, but I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to talk about anything that's not in front of me just yet. When the time comes, the time will come. But just know, for those that might be waiting for it, it will be worth it. Oh, the, the humility you've displayed in these series, man. I, I got to admit, bro. I, I'm surprised. It was a little bit... You were kind of solemn one time. I like, think the series wrapped up. It wasn't like this whole... You know, you didn't unload the clip on him. It was just like, you know, hey, man, you, you expected us. You wanted us, right? You wanted Miami. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. I, I did promise a sadistic, <laughs> a much sad, more sadistic version of myself. Um... I don't know if actually being silent is sadistic. Being calm, being uh, stoic, stoic, I guess, is a word with it. If that is if that is something that's more sadistic than me shaking the camera and telling you straight to your face, this team is not going to do anything. I don't know. I don't I, know. I'll tell you what I, what I want, or rather predict. Um, the last game, the elimination game for the New York Knicks, is that beautiful, I mean, beautiful sideline cam view of the whole team. And Jalen Brunson, because he played his quote-unquote heart out, he's, like, crying. Just zoom in, like, these niggas crying when they when that happens, please. You got doing one of these with stupid-ass shit that he does with his face like this? Just zoom the camera on These niggas crying, man. They crying. Can you nah, believe niggas it? Nah, so, niggas were so upset at these niggas praying. I, 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 <laughs> That's an crazy. That's an all-time, man. Crazy, man. I have, what, was the, what was my favorite? What was, what was my favorite one of those? Oh, so we're laughing at prayer. Talk about inclusion. I said, nigga, get the. I don't never want to see this nigga on my timeline again. We're talking inclusion on this sports ass tweet. Twitter's funny, man. Uh, social media is just funny. They slapped the coexist bumper sticker on your tweet. That's coexist. That's, I, I just can't believe it. I honestly, I, I can believe it, but I can't. That's, that's the worst part about it. When you actually can believe it and you're upset that you can believe it. The absolute worst. Oh my gosh! Hey, man, you know they lost, and they were like, you know, expected to win. <laughs> God forbid. 
God hey, forbid, man. Happens. One thing that actually was expected to be very well that you went to, I want to get a little bit of stories of how this went for you. La, uh, where was it in Ohio uh, that you went to go see our legend Lil Wayne on his new tour? At the uh, Cleveland House of Blues on the uh, the Wayne tour that he's currently on. I just lo- This is the Carter tour. That's what it's called. I was like, what the hell is it called again? This is the Carter tour. <laughs> You know, the House of Blues in Cleveland. And um, I posted the uh, set list in our Discord. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not missing this for shit. Mm-hmm. So, yo, got the tickets and was upstairs. Like, upstairs in the House of Blues, they have, like, fixed seating. You know, the floor is just the floor. And I did yeah. not want to deal with that. But um, I went up there and I'm just, like, you know, hoping to score a seat. And lo and behold, um, it's not all GA. Those are actually assigned seats. So you have that embarrassing moment of getting... Tapped and uh, yeah, hey man, you're in my seat. I'm like, oh, my oh no! So I had to like maneuver behind the seating upstairs and get yeah. a good view on the perch. Where it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I had to like stand and get on my tippy toes and watch and see what the fuck's going on. And I was like, ah, oh. but you know what? It was worth it. I'm not gonna sit here and complain because it was an all, it was an amazing show. The set list that we I posted, it was pretty much to the T. It was mm-hmm. just as great as I saw on YouTube of the clips of the shows prior to that tour stop. Um, he did not disappoint. And with another funny quirk about Wayne, after every show, I mean, after every performance, every, I mean, every song he performed. Thank you. After, I mean, he said that after every song. It's like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, thank damn, you. he's a Chad Gable fan? Okay, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Wayne hits a, a thank you on these, that would be crazy. But yeah, that's a Wayne. That's a Wayne stable man. He's like, thank y'all for rocking. Thank y'all for rocking with that one. The gratefulness of Wayne is just something that I always appreciate, man. I think people don't expect that out of Wayne. You know what I mean? And, and it's always been there. It's not like a, you said. It's not like a new trope. It's just he's so consistent. He still closes the show with uh, Whitney Houston. He did? Yeah, I wish he had the robe. He didn't have the robe. But um, you know what I'm saying? Or did he have the, I'm tripping. I don't know. But I know he had the Whitney Houston song, though. If it's a spoiler alert, if you don't want the spoils of what the set list is, don't look at this or cover your ears for the next few seconds. Best song that you heard that night. Wow. It's going to be up there with either Canon, oh, BM, yeah, BMJR, or because he did so many fucking songs. Um, I want to pick a good song because Steady Mobbing was great too, but I'm thinking of, I'm forgetting one that I like popped for. I don't know. I mean, Cannon and BMJR was just well worth it for me. Like, I mean, I would have been fine with just those two alone, but he did mm-hmm. damn everything, man. Everything from 04 to, you know, that mattered. He didn't even, he closed with like God did around that, around the end of the set. So, oh, he did new shit too. Yeah, he did a little bit, a little bit. He did like the little one, was it little one? The uh, Swiss Beat song, Can't Nobody, I believe. Mm-hmm. He did that one too. And he had this, <laughs> it was kind of random, but you know what? I give it to him because he, he did kill it for such a long time. He took like a brief. Eh, 15 minute intermission and let the uh the new acts of young money come out and do their thing. And um and little twist, by the way. <laughs> oh, you had a Euro set? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember the names of the artists besides Lil Twist, but he had about three other artists in addition to Lil Twist. So if and I had the chance to hear I Me, but I had to hear Hoodie Baby oh, for a couple minutes, I'd be all right with that. Thank you for reminding me, goddammit. It was I'm me. I'm me was I me part. tops all. <laughs> Oh my god! Thank you, man. What the fuck? That was the song I was trying to think of. Yes, it it fucks me up because I thought that there was gonna be a moment that I would never hear. Um, Ride for my niggas, Drought Three, Mike Jones, because I think at the time that I heard it, which was ended up being Drake vs Wayne, completely surprised me. Drake vs Wayne, one of the best tours that I've ever been to. I still. Mm-hmm hit myself in the face from time to time for not buying any merch because that was very rare Capcom merch that I would assume 
everybody's probably, you know, grew out of. You don't really see people wearing their old Drake versus Wayne merch anymore because it's so dated. Right. Nah, the tour merch for that one, I'm, I'm, I'm mad I didn't get anything either. But like you said, that the Street Fighter influence inspired logo was fire. I would have bought that shirt alone. Like, it's fire. Great and shirt. the only time that I heard that he ended up performing this out here was he was at some random show, I think, in 2007, before the tapes even came out, before he was even pushing Drought 3. He did it at a show, or it might have been close to around the time that he dropped Drought 3. He was at FAU in 2007 doing like a college show and did that record i'm like okay i'm 16 i'm not even in fau for another year so okay i'm never gonna hear this record great so this is only gonna be a mixtape record for me and i'm never gonna be able to see it live and then i heard in drake vs wayne that dun, 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 i said son of a bitch in the sea of in the sea of lawn seats that were out there in 2013 i was screaming that bitch but a lot of palm beach did too because palm beach loved drought three yeah, no, nah, it's an all-timer, man. It's like a five-mic mixtape, yo. There were people in there going word for word with all the mixtape songs, like Ride For My Niggas, I'm Me, mm-hmm. all the classics, man. You had real day one Wayne fans in there. There were people in there my age. I'm just like, wow, folks, we're old. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's scary, but it's happening, and we're all enjoying it, though. So salute to Lil Wayne. That was a great show. I'm glad I didn't miss that. And I would appreciate those types of shows over, like, the response that came from the show of why isn't Lil Wayne having a 2023 headliner show in 20 different cities across the country? He should be completely topping these out. Why is he doing shows like House of Blues? He's always been more of that intimate type artist, even though he is one of the largest hip hop artists in the world. Yeah, he always did prefer having more of those solid moments where, okay, I know my fan base. I know there are people that remember shit that I don't even remember. Let me go ahead and try and service that. And and the way this show is structured, you would want this to be like an intimate experience. I imagine, even though this is kind of earlier in in Jay-Z's career when he did did the Blueprint Lounge Tour, supporting the Blueprint, and he's Mm -hmm. doing like all those similar size venues, House of Blues size venues. I imagine like there's certain songs that he did on that set list that he just wouldn't even do an arena show in that era. So, yeah. you know, I, I salute Lil Wayne for doing that. I believe what he is doing, though, with these um these concert or festival uh, dates in between the, uh, the tour dates, he's probably, like, replicating that set. Like, I would say it's something in the water in Virginia Beach. He probably did a set similar to what he did at the show in Cleveland, which is, you know, which is amazing. I mean, he's, he's Lil Wayne. Most of those songs are going to reach a big room. It doesn't matter because he's a huge artist. But those mixtape songs, you know, they're going to connect so much better in a, a building with only 1,800 to 2,000 people in it, over 20,000. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to get mixtape songs from this next show, but you had actually given me heads up couple days before it was announced and i do appreciate that because it helped me get my ducks in a row just a little bit to know how i'm going to pull this shit off because there is no question of whether or not i am going to try and pull this shit off it is happening one way or another no matter the city even if i leave west palm a little bit early even if i find a new place if i'm if i'm in another city somehow some way i will be at this tour and it is 50 cents worldwide tour incredible timing i must say 
for everybody here on the black print we just did throw blacks if you did not see the throw blacks of get rich or die trying from what were we in may so i believe that was march's episode of throw blacks on the youtube channel on all of our streaming uh pages apple podcast spotify google podcast you can enjoy the hour and a half that we talked about get rich or die trying but now 50 cent has come out and said hey it's the 20th anniversary i can't leave y'all and do nothing which i thought that he was going to actually do but now we're getting a worldwide tour throughout the united states and throughout um uh what is it europe i can't remember if he's going to asia or not but a uh, lot a lot of different cities that he's going to go through around the end of the summer going into the fall it's crazy you know the final lap world tour man I, that does sound a little too scary for me i'm like damn 50 you never gonna go on tour again but i mean hey he's not an active artist anymore i get what he's saying here you know you want to really make it make it official and make it momentous you're gonna say it's the final lap and of course, you're celebrating 20 years of your debut album. I, you got to, you got to, you got to trump it up. You got to make it sound, you know, legendary, which it will be. So I'm, I'm excited for it. It's coming here to Cleveland. I'm going. Um, and yeah, I hope he does do shit like Problem Child and fucking, you know, um, what else could he possibly do that would connect on a big stage like that, man? If I were to hear New York City, you are now rocking with 50 Cent. Are you ready? And I hear, I said, Are you ready? You're just gonna see. This shit means something to me, man. You're just going to see me inconsolable in my seat because I'm not a lawn boy no more. I, I, unfortunately, I graduated from lawn boys. But in my seat, I will be tears down if I get anything from guess who's back from either of those first five G unit tapes. Uh, but then again, even if he doesn't and it just stays to strictly get rich or die trying – I will be more than happy because that means that I can actually hear heat live in ways that I know that I would have never expected to hear. So I'm all, it's already a 10 out of 10 show for me just to be able to hear heat live. Yeah. I mean, that album's a hit parade. I mean, poor little rich would, you know, may not mean something to somebody a little bit younger who rediscovered this album or discovered it for the first time years later. But like, all these songs were circulating on the radio and in the streets. Like poor little rich was a big fucking song without it being a single. So when he does that, and you know, the first four bars are just iconic. So I can't wait. And then we've seen the guests. Buster Rhymes is going to join. I think that's a really good guest. If we're going to keep it in New York, I think Buster Rhymes ends up being one of the better acts that you can get. Long list of hits that I think would entertain a lot of the crowd before 50 ends up coming out. Uh, have I recall correctly, Buster's not done his verses yet, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, he's a Hall of Fame performer. Like, you don't want to miss a Busta Rhymes performance. And I was kind of mad I did when I missed that Nas and Wu-Tang show. I believe it's Oh, I missed it Ohio. too. Yeah, it's coming back to Ohio, I think, in Columbus in September. So I'm going to try to make it for sure. But, yeah, I can't remember the last time I've, if I've ever seen Busta and Spliff perform. So I, I have to do that. I have to see that as well. It's just, those two alone, I'm not trying to just Jeremiah because, hey, shout to Jeremiah. Hopefully he'll be there. But, mm -hmm. um... You know, I, I really think that uh, 50 and Buster just un are enough right there, alone, you know, alone. Yeah, Jeremiah's cool. Like you had uh, mentioned earlier, I hope it's not MF, MF My that we get. I hope we actually get some records. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I hope it isn't a stunt double. I hope it's actually Jeremiah. But um, 50 and Buster alone, man, I'm, I'm excited for this show. I think this is going to be a real deal celebration of our era, you know, get Richard Die trying. He could do that album alone. I'm sure he'll probably do like maybe a little, you know, hit parade at the end of a couple of other songs, maybe from the Massacre or something like that, or from around mm. the era. But man, like I said, that album front to back is just a hit parade. Every song on there connected with somebody. 
I already play y'all 18 of these Get Rich or Die trying records. What else y'all want? Shout it out in the crowd, man. <laughs> what y'all want? Got me to Robin. Some guy in the crowd. A Baltimore love thing. And like, no, 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 no please, please. Y'all want to hear that shit? Come on, man. I don't need, y'all want to hear about heroin tonight? Come on, man. West Palm, I know how y'all get down, man. That's crazy, man. All the, re- you gonna hear Wu Kid do his, his quick bomb drop. Yo, that nigga's wildin'. <laughs> Come on, who can? <laughs> I forgot this is the rehab capital, man. My oh, fault, Palm Beach. Jesus. You're gonna see. Donald's <laughs> <laughs> getting thrown. I'll be like, no, 15, no. Oh, no, no. He's done with that. He's done with the chair throwing. He ain't gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going back down that road, man. Two oh. Akuda blogs gonna put it up later. <laughs> bottles thrown at him at a at a show in West Palm. Oh my god, nah, man. We're gonna leave that energy for our boy Breezy, man. What the fuck? He's had a wild couple of days. Good grief. Ugh. The hell's going yo. Can we just talk about this for a hot second? Like, I hope he's I hope that didn't happen. Whatever they rumored that happened between him and Usher, like I just hope that's the rumor. Because there's no when way the- are you beating up Usher? You kidding me? When his son came out and said, don't ask me, I said, it's real, isn't it? Fuck, it's real. And then he said, like, I don't know. Nervous and said, like, I'm just joking or something. I don't know. I don't know what to believe, you know? Who said that? And I think his son posted, like, I'm just kidding or something. After he posted, like, oh, really? a meme, and then he did something like, I'm just kidding after that. So I, I don't know what to believe, man. And then there was the, the, follow, the follow-up afterwards. There was a person that posted a video. Oh, you beating up Usher, nigga? I can I can just see that being a worldwide I can see that being a worldwide tour. New York City, LA, Texas, Florida, Atlanta. Oh, oh, he can't come back to Atlanta if you're touching. Oh, oh man, Chris. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, you don't want to do that in, in Big Ursh's backyard. <laughs> you don't know who loves the big you in Atlanta, man. And he comes to the birthday bash. Yo, y'all niggas said I wouldn't come, I couldn't come back here. <laughs> Y'all niggas said I couldn't come back to Atlanta? Watch this. And he does the March Madness flip again? Oh, man. That's worse than Snoop in 95. Right? It does have Source Awards energy attached to it. You know the March Madness flip, it's over. Oh, man. I I just hope it's all hearsay and and bullshit. You know, I just hope that isn't the the case, man. Because he just, how do you beat up Usher, man? What does Usher say to you that just makes you want to punch him? I don't understand, man. Like, he's Usher. He threw you this birthday party. What are you doing? Yo, come on, man. It's your birthday, man. Yo, why are you acting up like this, man? Let's just kick it out back. You know, just cool it. Cool it? It feels like some old, it feels like some old 3K. <laughs> some 03K energy. Oh, my gosh, man. It's, it's almost a little too on the nose to say situations will arise in our lives, but you got to be smart about it. So please, Breezy, please. On the nose. I see what you did there. <laughs> See what you did there. You're not wilding. I would love to hear your guilty pleasure. Uh, my real answer is <laughs> Christmas music. All the Christmas. Pat Harry's house on repeat. Sweet creature. Daydreaming. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. I listen to a lot of Rosalia. You can be sad, but being sad in Spanish is way worse. All Sade records. Sade, Sade, Sade. Shake it off, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Banger. Anything by YG gets my Friday night turned up. Is This Love by Survivor. Powerful 80s. Get in the car. That's the first song I'm talking right now. 57 Buster Rhymes. I feel like it opens it. It opens up just a window. Just a little glimpse. Just a little bit of a window of the types of guests that we can get. You can't really put everybody on there. So I'm not expecting them to be like, hey, guys, G-Unit's coming back. 
Right. Make sure you, make sure you come to the show. But, you know, if it's a Get Rich or Die Trying show, Banks has verses on this. I would expect some Banks. Banks. I would love to hear Yayo do his Like My Style ending. Oh, my you God. You can bring Yayo. Oh, my gosh. Even Blood. though this might be a stretch for 50 Cent. <laughs> you've got a great guest on Bloodhound. Just bring him, just bring him back. That's it. I shed tears, man. He came out. I came in this game. No one niggas gonna hate me. I'm like, oh man, it's happening. What Palm, y'all remember me? Yeah, you're gonna see me go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got back with the nigga 50. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas thought it wasn't ever gonna happen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I ain't game, nigga. <laughs> My dog <laughs> fuck with me. <laughs> See, that's why I miss you, nigga. Matter of <laughs> fact, cool kid spin. Hey, now that we got off of that cool kid drop that shit, man. Boom, 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 boom. Take your net. <laughs> You're just gonna see. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm here to break your bones, America's nightmare. We at it again. Oh my god, they break out a performance of gangster shit. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Like for real. I'm gonna cry. Oh, how about this one? Y'all remember that shit? Hey, who can drop that? Boom. Shit, I've been through to make my heart turn cold. I stay G'd up. I love this song. Y'all better stand on your fucking feet, goddammit. The way I was acting for Gunther, yeah, you'll you will see that in G'd up plays. I'm here. Cocaine, heroin, see marijuana. <laughs> But if the heroin part happens, we gotta make sure that <laughs> if that happens, we gotta make sure that that just does not happen. Because too cool to blog is gonna be retweeted by a very famous Florida rapper, and we're gonna see that response. Damn, you talking about heroin, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you doing out there in my city, nigga? I told you not to come back, nigga. Slab in the back. He talking about that H. <laughs> you disrespecting our people in our city, and I don't think that shit is cool, nigga. That's why we gonna do a free concert on 183rd, right in the Carol Mart parking lot, yeah. You understand? I already know where you stay at, nigga. UBS. I do a free <laughs> show out there, bitch. My nigga Tony Khan got me. I've already done plenty of those out at the UBS, and you better not even think about showing up, nigga, because you seen that MMD, nigga. We gonna make sure you stay real uncomfortable, nigga. You ain't gonna be able to get a pub sub around this bitch. <laughs> Miami Beach is done for you, nigga. Don't even think about coming up round the motherfucking Crab Man 305 thinking you getting some local shit, nigga. That's just done for you, nigga. <laughs> can't eat no Pollo Tropical around this shit, nigga. <laughs> if you can't go to Pollo shit today, if you can't go to Pollo. <laughs> you think you think you'll be in and out, nigga? We got niggas there too, nigga. <laughs> Getting that quarter dark chicken from Pollo. <laughs> hey yo, what the fuck? Where my where my spicy Pollo Pollo, nigga? Yo, well, I'm, I'm sorry, man. We can't ring you up, man. You, you gotta leave, man. I'm yo, sorry. The computers are down, man. I can't, I can't. We can't. We can't do nothing. I'm asking for spicy Pollo Pollo, nigga. I can't get no spicy Pollo Pollo sauce, nigga. No, this sauces are done, bro. Sauces are done, bro. I, where can I? Uh, you might. You might Walmart. Something you might be able to go to Walmart or something, but you know we're done here. We're done here. We're done. We gotta we gotta close up shop. The kitchen, the kitchen, everything's gonna go to waste. I can't, I can't. And they shut the they shut the they shut the thing on them. Right, right. 
Sorry, you got your yayos yelling. <laughs> Yayo is furious in the back. Yo, my Yo, man, what the fuck? Can't get nothing to eat? <laughs> can't get nothing to eat, man? Our money ain't good? <laughs> Here we go now! <laughs> yeah, where do you go, nigga? You can't go nowhere, nigga. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that shit, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Put a chain on that thing, Nick. <laughs> Poor 50, man. I hope not. I hope this ends up being a shady aftermath special. I don't know how much shady aftermath special that we can get right now. Uh, Emin, mm, I don't think M's going to join him. I don't think oh. M's going to join him. It would be nice. Like, uh, Is he coming to Detroit? He is. Yeah, the tour is definitely coming to Detroit. Yep. That might, that be, a might be one of the shows. He he only comes out very very rarely in the Detroit area. He still lives there, so it could happen. It could very well happen. So patiently waiting. Patiently, he had. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. If this was your protege at the time, I'm not expecting you to hit all the dates, but at least come out for the Detroit show. If we get G Unit, hopefully, if that even ends up being just the New York dates, I'm cool with that. Bustin Jeremiah is already. I'm kind of actually. You put it put it in my head. I'm actually um. Surprise! I've seen Jeremiah before. I have seen Buster Rhymes. That is a, that is a um, time that I saw him in 2009. It was very early. He literally just dropped the debut. Um, I won't say personal classic. There are definitely records on that on that Jeremiah record. I'm not sure if I would say personal classic, but I have seen him before Buster Rhymes. That's a surprise. That, that second single was. Like, I thought I told you I'm a star. Was that- I'm a star? <laughs> was that the second single? I think that was the second single. I just remember that. I see raindrops. <laughs> raindrops falling on my head. Raindrops. You gotta hit the you gotta hit the 09 Jeremiah. Oh my right, right. Had the little higher pitch, you know. Man, yeah. I mean, you know what? I just thought about that. Wow. Yeah, he's gonna do like a hit parade and he's gonna come back out. She won it. I could tell she won it. Won't you go in? Giddy, 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 giddy. Put it down on me. <laughs> okay, I would start Hey, that better not be MF mine now. Jeremiah, come outside now. Come on, man. Don't play with fifth. Come outside now. But outside of that, all the other shady aftermaths, all the other shady aftermath names and labels, I think we could chill on. Back when I was 15, I was signing up for anything shady aftermath. Even tried to sell that Encore was actually pretty good and wasn't fake. Yeah, I, I, we all thought that leak was a uh, bootleg and was like, oh, yeah, we just beat the system with this bootleg album, man. The real one's coming. And then that actually was the album. And we were all like, wow, this is depressing. It Come on, like, guys. I got Mockingbird on it. Come on, guys. Wow. Yeah. That And that even then, like, I was I'm going to tell you what I was like looking out, like looking for that he didn't have on that album. Where I noticed like something's wrong with him because he never passes up an opportunity for these lines. The lack of multisyllable like lyrics on the album. Like there was like very little of those. Like <laughs> So I knew something was up. Like this guy doesn't pass up multis for nothing, for nobody. As we can see with a clear mind, he got right back to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's when I knew I like something's wrong here. There's like a lack of multis, bro. And this is when I was like, you know, I wasn't a key styler, but you just even that phrase alone should ring a bell to people who was on the internet at that time, like key style and shit and having mm-hmm. those multi-syllable flows and shit. I was really kind of into that at the time and, it was a lack of that, that album. I knew something was wrong with it. One of the best things that I've ever 
I was about to say heard, but it was actually something that I read about Encore was something that uh, was written. It was on Ill Roots. It was by this rapper, Ro Ransom. Shout out to uh, Ro Ransom. He used to go by Nero and huge Eminem fan. Uh, I think my wax is also a huge Eminem fan too. They talked about how Encore was actually going to be like a suicide letter for Eminem. And this is going to be his last album. He's going to write it off. And it actually, the way that he illustrated everything and how he heard it and how he listened to encore as a kid it's probably around our age in 2004 actually does coincide with how odd that 2005 when i'm gone came out when he was doing his greatest hits yeah the and the single call. was like yeah. yeah yeah when he did curtain call and he was like all right i'm out this bitch when, when i'm, I'm gone something i was like it's kind of morbid yeah exactly and uh it actually does fall in line with how that ended up going and you know by the time that 2006 came, we got uh, the re-up, another album that I um, uh, 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 shamelessly sold and said, hey, guys, we're back. Shady Aftermath, we're back in the building. We're good. Was that the album with, you know, but you're acting like you don't know. You know. Yep. You. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then read up. All right. Around that time. He had, uh, what was the last one? No Apologies or something like that. If, if if Encore were to pull that off, that might be our recut wreck for the week. That might be our recut wreck for the week. And I, I know a terrible, terrible recut wreck. Usually we give you guys amazing, amazing things to listen to. But if there's anybody that's listening that has never heard Eminem Encore, I promised, I promise to God. Plus can also attest to this too. If rap was 2K before this album, Eminem was in the realms of nine, not probably even with roster updates. Yeah, it was at least no lower than a 97. Yeah, I'm about to say 97 is like the floor. There's there's nothing beneath 97 overall for M in 2003 and before. 2004 that roster update comes out. Going into 05, you're probably seeing a drop to. 85? Is it an 85? I mean, it's like, yo, it's like seeing a nigga go from like 33, <laughs> 88 to 21, 4 and 4. I'm just saying. It's those 85s with like that, that, but still have like a 93 ball or something like that. So you're kind of ass, but at least you still got a decent three. Yeah. I'm, yo, you dropping like 12 points per game average is kind of the same thing. I, I know we usually have better recut wrecks for you guys, but. <laughs> If there is anybody that has not listened to Eminem Encore, just start it from the top. You've probably heard Like Toy Soldiers already. One of my more favored Eminem records, if I really had to think oh, about sure. it. Sure, I agree. Uh, yeah, because I was digging for songs to like on that fucking album. I, I definitely <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like this song. Yeah. You probably heard Mosh. That was big. Uh, it's not going to make sense in 2023. That was big Bush era. Let's get Bush out of here. Then Bush doesn't leave. So it, it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really make much sense to those that are just listening to the first time in 2003. But it was something that was quote unquote big in 2004. And then you have Mockingbird, which was probably the last single from it. Or it might have been flipped. It might have been Toy Soldiers that was the last one. And then Mockingbird was uh one of the second to last remember like that and mockingbird another one of those sad this is the ending type of records that you get from encore yeah and and i was going to say a little bit earlier encore is an extreme example of a period piece so that you're right like songs like mosh you're not gonna understand fully if you weren't in that moment and understand you know the headspace everybody was in at the time um mockingbird is like the latest in a series of songs he dedicated to Haley. 
And it's like, you know, there's all like the, uh, yeah, there's all the common Eminem tropes there, but just they're the awful versions of such. Like, just lose it is the pop culture record. And you're just like, this is not good. Yeah, no. Like, the formula stinks now. And he got back to it when he came back with Relapse. He made that song, We Made You. And like, you know, I was like, We Made You was just like, we're doing this again? Again. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're back, but we're doing this again. If he would have started with um if you see what it's like to be me, I don't even know. I don't even know the I don't even know the the, the names of the, the names of the of the, the words on that hook right now. But if he would have started with beautiful, it would have been a much better. All right, guys, I'm sober, I'm back. Here we yeah. go. But then he came back with uh Triumph the Imsel Comic Dog. Dissing Kim Kardashian. And, you know, it's just like some things you just can't shake with Eminem. I, at that moment in time, I was like, this nigga is really fried from Futurama. They like <laughs> froze this nigga five years ago, and he just came back doing the same shit. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> but then we had a three-headed monster. Him, 50, and uh, Dre. I, I don't, I actually don't want to hear that record. So crack I, hope he, I hope he does not do that. <laughs> do not do Crack a Bottle. 50, if you're listening, do not do Crack a Bottle on, on tour. 50 sober as hell. It's bottle after bottle. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you just hit the lotto on the bottle. Shut your body bottle. Please, please. No, please don't. And you, know, you know what's so crazy about Crack a Bottle? Niggas were like, the streets are back. Oh, this yo. was one of the biggest fucking records in 2009. Yo, like, I think we were all clamoring at that time on the back half of the 2000s when we weren't, like, I won't say we because we were, we were locked in, but like the masses at large weren't ready to really give the mantle to Lil Wayne. So you had people like clamoring for Jay-Z to be back in full force in the back half of the 2000s with Kingdom Come and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, Obviously, Dr. Dre, who had a big resurgence at the top of the decade by bringing in M and his album and all that. Him, you know, we were everybody still wanted detox around that time. And a matter of fact, wasn't that supposed to be like a lead single? Was that like a, a, a it was a Lucy, but people thought that was going to be like a lead single for detox, right? That was the record that was like, all right, guys, detox is coming. I swear to God. Yeah. I swear to God. Look, we dropped some other ones. And then that's when we got, um, I think Kush came like a couple months after that. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Kush, wow. I was like, all right, it's okay. I'm not fully there. Then I Need a Doctor came out. I think I tried to sell I Need a Doctor. I'm a little bit upset that I tried to sell I Need a Doctor. Oh, my God. That, man, like, whatever Jimmy Iovine had his artists on at that time, like, the Interscope diet plan was ridiculous, fam. Like, got the, the, the Skylar Gray, um, the Skylar Gray stimulus package. I, but that, too. But, like, look at from... Let's say 0607 to like whenever that came out, bro. Like Timberland, Dr. Dre, even fucking M when he came back and was doing like recovery. I'm like, oh damn, M is at Planet Fitness every day, apparently. Like he had him on like a serious diet, man. Like all these guys are like, like, you know, Vince McMahon stout figures. Like, that's what they're looking for. Like, they're looking for that type of package in the interscope for that around that time. It was just like, why are they all like hitting the weights heavy? Like Buster like blew up to like a super heavyweight status for a minute there around Big Dre's shoulders were like this on top of this, and then he was wearing the Schmedium black turtleneck, the, the the Steve Jobs turtleneck. Dog, he was in Costco getting like five buckets of whey protein every day, fam. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, to, uh, do I have a Dre? I don't want to disrespect Dre and not have a Dre. I don't think I have a Dre. I almost went Ross. I'm not going to disrespect you, Dre. I don't have anything set for you right now. All I have is a hell yeah. That's it. 
That's it. That's the only thing I feel confident on. Actually, I could say for you niggas who said that I turn pop <laughs> and the fur flop, flop. <laughs> y'all the reason Dre ain't been getting no sleep. So fuck y'all, all of y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. Y'all gonna keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me. Why do you say that like it's a L.A. Noir? Why do you do L.A. Noir on that record? I don't know, but I was about to say that might be Eminem's most popular like verse with black people. Like that was like a big verse in the hood. Like with niggas, okay. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That was like that might be his biggest hook and verse. One of them. One of them. So what do you say to somebody you hate? Huh? Anyone trying to vent over your way? What? Lives all things are funny weight. Study Dave NWA. One day, one day I was walking by, walking on, caught a guy, and he know what I screaming him off in the parking lot. It's called a knife. I don't give a fuck if it's dog or not. Harder than me trying to park and dodge, but I'm drunk as fuck. Right next to a human truck in a two car garage. Walking out with two broken legs trying to walk it off. Fuck you, two bitch. Call the cops. I'm gonna kill you in a loud ass motherfucking bark. Who was it that said that's a DMX diss recently? I don't know, but come on, y'all. Stop it. That was a. Uh, if I have this wrong, by all means, that was a reach, reach. of reaches. I don't know where they. Yeah, that was a that was a reach. reach. <laughs> that was a reach to the sky. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck. The, I honestly do not know where the fuck they got. Well, DMX was pissing off a lot of niggas back in the day. Let me tell you, back in the day, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I went Booker T. I don't think Booker T would know this lineage of DMX. I was about to go like 1934. See, everybody's pissing off DMX. See, and one of them. See, like I don't know. I had to be there back in the day. Tunnel 1999. DMX had said, "I ain't fucking with no white boys in this damn game. I don't care who it is." And Eminem heard that and went back to proof. And proof said, "Nigga, you better make sure that you diss that nigga, or else it's gonna be hell for the rest of us and everybody here out in Detroit, Michigan." So Eminem said, "All right, watch this. I'm gonna diss this nigga on a random Dr. Dre song in 1999. Uh, I, I I don't understand where it went. I don't yeah. understand where it went. I can't see that. I can't. I can't fathom that happening. I think M had." A little too much respect for DMX, even though, of course, he's not the the tenured artist. He's still fairly new into the game as a you know as an artist at this time. But mm-hmm. nah, hell no, nah. nah, I can't see him doing that. Mm-mm. Hey Alexa, play Black Print Radio on M. Now playing Black Print Radio. There it goes. Exactly. <laughs> What's up? I am Betty Who, and I am live on AMP. Michelle Beadle, The Kid Mero. Live. Play music, we talk. On playlists that resonate with you. And you guys get to interview me, so we get to flip the script a little bit. Real connections with real people. Like the access to the library of the world of music. <laughs> and can I curse? Yeah. Connection is everything. Sharing music in real time. Only on AMP. On AMP. On AMP. We'll end up seeing how it ends up playing out. Plus, we'll be there. I will be there. 50 Cent Tour, Worldwide Tour, this summer. If you do go, of course, you have plenty of experience on Get Rich or Die Trying. And more than likely, you're already a 50 fan or a G-Unit fan. I think this is going to be something that is exciting for a lot of people that enjoyed that music uh, in the 2000s between uh, 50 Cent and his entire crew. Who knows what other guests that we do have uh, to come out. But outside of that, pretty good thing that happened in music this week. I was about to say our dog, not my dog, he's not really your dog either, but uh, I guess it's positive in the world of music, I guess we would say. Ed Sheeran beats the gay estate. I tried to see y'all that said, oh, by the way, it wasn't the gay estate, it was the right of, let's get it on. Uh, 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 take it. I uh, put it the wrong way, take it. <laughs> gay estate is an L. I'm not putting that to the, uh, I'm not putting that to the, uh, whoever, uh, whoever else it was that wrote, let's get it on. You tried it, you lost. 
You might have got Pharrell with blurred lines, and I actually did kind of hear it in blurred lines. I didn't hear a single fucking thing of how Thinking Out Loud matched with Let's Get It On. But I guess it's a good thing for uh, music, producers, samplers, writers. Like, it's positive. What if you saw, and it is positive too, salute to Ed Sheeran, who talked about he contemplated, like, quitting music if he lost his case, which is which is wild. That's how but, you um, do it. Heady play. Heady play. I, I salute to <laughs> Um, and it also, I didn't know that like he kind of went through this before with TLC. That was surprising. I didn't know that. And he lost that. And I didn't know that until SWV faced Escape on Versus. And Candy's like, yeah, we got some money out that nigga. I was like, what are y'all talking about? And then I actually looked it up and I listened to it because we've all heard Shape of You millions of times. Yeah. More than likely if you listen to the radio. And I hear that, you know, I want your love for somebody like me. I'm said that tricky bastard. I did not think about that at the time. I didn't either. I didn't either. And, and once again, you know, back to the gay estate for a second. You know, what if you just read a headline coming up soon, Mark? Like there's going to be a headline in the, in the coming months where the gay estate sues Joel Santana's nephew. But let's get it on on diplomatic immunity. <laughs> like we didn't clear him to say, let's get it on, nigga. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yo you dealing with a g from the block it's me from the block with the <laughs> let's get it home yeah, that's love right there b that's love baby <laughs> well dumb ass shit they can't say ma if you give good brain you get the dip set chain let's get it on that's love that's love right there that's love baby <laughs> They were extremely high for that session. I mean, all those <laughs> sessions, but I know they were very high for that one. Because that is just a funny fucking song, man. What's the highest dip set? What's the highest dip set sessions? Um, <laughs> they did Haze and Days or something. Uh, yeah. nah, nah, nah. The Sesame Street shit. I'm like, y'all are so damn high. Yeah, it had to be that. Or uh, when, they, when they did Push It. Push It, they had to be high <laughs> to Push It. Yeah, <laughs> they, they had to be hot for that one. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Lil Weezy in the house tonight. Cash money. Bitch, shit ain't changes 88. Nope. <laughs> Better get on the corner and push something. Killer. The, look, it's so ingrained in my head with the Wayne remix, so I always scream, this the remix, y'all, in my, in my K-Slave voice. Right. <laughs> yo, Sorry. baby, yo, come here, give me a kiss. You better make it fast or uh, something that you can't say in 2023. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Jimmy was just in love with the 80s, man. I feel like that was a Jimmy idea because <laughs> Jimmy had the whole certified gangsters movement going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think he really fucked with the 80s sound. Like, yo, kill was him. Jimmy's idea to have J.R. Ryder rapping over uh, Pantera and shit? I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Another high moment. Another high moment. I, I got to give it to him. This nigga Jim, man, he keeps making me rap over fucking Def Leppard and shit, man. I'm nah, just trying to rap over some normal shit. It's a lot of different audiences out there, JR. You got to get with it. You know, they be out here listening to us too, you know. Not even going to kill me on the block to this shit. Why the fuck am I rapping over Poison? Every rose has its thorn, man. How am I supposed to? I say, yo, every rose, it has it. I'm in tour with the bastards, masters, style so... I can't. I, I, I almost had it. God damn it. I petered out. Petered out. Fuck. JR right over Guns and Roses, sweet child of mine. You know what I'm saying? Something like that could happen. It could happen with Jimmy because he just loves the 80s, man. 
Sweet child of mine. That reminds me of, like, oh, oh, F U E E E E. What was it? Uh, Fort Minor and Joel's, man. Oh, yeah, Yo, they yeah. really did love the 80s. Oh, I'm telling you, they did. He could tell you what the 80s like. He said it himself. <laughs> That was a that was a hard that was a hard wink to the that was a hard wink to the camera. <laughs> That's the second time this show. I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> we will see y'all in two weeks. Brand new episode of Recut Gems to kick off the well, not to kick off the month of May. We are literally in May. We're gonna be close getting closer to a little bit of holiday time for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it'll be a little bit earlier than that, but of course you will hear from A Plus and I. Brand new episode of the Black Print. Next week, Josh is still in Japan, so expect to hear some special guests with us next week between myself and J5 on the Black Print. We're still off on AMP. We're going to be back in about two weeks for season two of AMP. You will get brand new details of that as well. And of course, once Josh comes back, we'll have all those details start formulating uh, so that you can enjoy us back on AMP once again. Hopefully, we'll have some brand new details to also share with you on how that is going to go for us on amp but plenty of good things coming out through the month of may of course you can follow me everywhere my man mc go follow a plus everywhere that he is in at a underscore plus and uh until then thank y'all so much for tuning in for another black print patreon bonus we will see you next week well in two weeks excuse me peace